I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. A lot of interesting things going on in the world as we look at what's happening here in the state of Utah, across the country and around the world as it relates to the coronavirus and what our part is in it. And I had a unique opportunity this morning to talk with one of the real smart people around the world, whether you like his politics or not, uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, uh, who is currently in Rome. He has been in uh, Rome for the duration of the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, Some of you may uh, have forgotten that his uh, wife, Callista, is the U.S. ambassador to the Holy See, so ambassador to the Vatican. And so they have been stationed there in Rome since uh, 2017, uh, so he's had a, a really interesting perspective, a, a really interesting viewpoint uh, in terms of watching how things are, are taking place across Europe and here at home. And so I had the opportunity this morning to to have a live conversation with the former Speaker of the House. And he's he's one of those thinkers, again, whether you like his politics or not, just set that aside. Uh, when I was chief of staff in Washington, I said there there never should be a brainstorming meeting or a creative meeting of any kind should ever take place without Newt Gingrich in the room. Uh, he's that kind of thinker. Now, whether you think he should govern anything or not is a completely different issue. We don't. Uh, we won't go into that today. Uh, but I wanted to get his perspective on things. He he's had a really interesting place in Rome uh, to watch all of this roll out and some really fascinating takes. Uh, so we're going to go through uh, that uh, during the course of the show today. And I wanted to start with uh, really an idea. This is really our, our theme for our interview with the former Speaker of the House and also for the program today. And it's one of my favorite quotes, uh, and I've never been able to track down who actually said it. Uh, but it, it says that uh, ideas go booming through the world like cannons. Thoughts are mightier than armies and principles have achieved more victories than horsemen and chariots. So inspiring ideas, transformational thoughts and powerful principles. Uh, that's a lot of what this show tries to be about every day. And so I, I asked Speaker Gingrich uh, from his unique perch there in Rome, uh, what did things look like? He He's sort of in this Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, watching America emerge and deal with big problems from abroad. And it's an interesting thing. Here's what he had to say. Well, it's, it's been it's been very helpful in a way because looking back, you, you see the forest uh, and you see patterns that make you sort of uh, shake your head or scratch your head, the pattern of social media and the pattern of the news media makes it harder uh, for all of us to find a way to to try to just, you know, make make practical common sense out of what we're experiencing. So uh, I see things 
more like a historian. I look at stuff and I think, as a historian, that uh, we have an enormous disservice by from our news media because they refuse to take these things seriously and slow down and actually try to cover them. And if you watch, sometimes they go for the dumbest, lowest quality question as though it makes any sense, and they skip all of the really a lot of big questions that should be asked. Uh, this, this is a problem. It's, it's a significant problem, but it is nothing like uh, the level of, of, of fear and panic uh, that people have been sold on. And I think that that's a very important lesson for all of us to learn. So I think that is a, a critical piece for us as we look at how this is all unfolding, that both the, the media and social media uh, in terms of what kind of hysteria we're whipping up are are we doing? We talked about this yesterday in our uh, conversation and uh, some of the clips we played from Arthur Brooks in terms of uncertainty versus risk. And often when we go down the uncertainty rabbit hole, we create a lot of fear, a lot of frustration, a lot of angst, uh, and that leads to really bad choices and bad results. Uh, Speaker Gingrich was saying, hey, we got to make sure we're dealing with the facts, uh, make sure we're not getting things out of proportion, that we can calmly move things forward. Uh, I also asked uh, Speaker Gingrich about uh, leadership, and and he's obviously been one who's been in the highest spaces of power uh, in the United States and the world as Speaker of the House. And he's also seen it at the at the local level. And so I asked him the the leadership question. What is it that we need most out of leaders today? The most important characteristic of great leaders is the ability to be calm and to look at the facts, and then when you make a decision, uh, to live it out, to recognize that implementing the decision is as big a deal as making the decision, and sometimes that means uh, you've got to stick to something everyone around you uh, disagrees. And I frankly have admired President Trump for the the way in which uh, the courage he has shown in going out here and, and in standing up for what he believes and at times taking risks. So uh, the risk-taking is uh, an important thing. And I and I love this idea that uh, the decision is often the easier part of the equation. It's the implementation of the decision that's the hard part. Uh, we'll talk about that more when, uh, when we get back from the break. In fact, let's go ahead and let's step aside. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, more of my conversation with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich from Rome, Italy. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. We're going to continue my conversation from this morning with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, who is currently residing in Rome. He has been there really since 2017, since his wife, Callista, took over as the U.S. Ambassador to the Holy See in the Vatican. And again, whether you love his politics or not, he's a he's really a unique thinker. And uh, so I asked him some some interesting questions. We we looked at some of the economic components dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, he's seen those obviously play out in Italy, which was has been really hard hit uh, by the coronavirus. And I asked him this this really interesting idea of we we hear a lot here in the United States about New York. Uh, CNN every day does the entire press conference from from Governor Cuomo, and there's a lot of New York influence into what's going on, and he had an interesting take on that. The fact is we're going to have to get the economy starting again, and we're going to have to get people back to work. And if you look at, at a number of states, because of the nature of where the news media is located, we are much too much affected by New York City. And there, there are places in the country 
where virtually nobody has the virus. And you have to say to yourself, so why would you lock up people in a, in a place where nobody has the virus? And yet the people who want this nationwide automatic shut everything down, I think, are doing a great disservice to what we have to learn how to do and how we have to learn to do it. Uh, I think that's so important, uh, and, and that led us to a, a deeper dive in terms of federalism and really getting things to the state, to the county, to the city level, uh, and making sure that governing was happening closest to the people. Uh, because if we just do this one-size-fits-all approach, uh, that's not going to be good for anybody. This is the first time we've had a crisis, and the federal government has not tried to take over everything. And he gave Trump great credit for saying, you know, each governor has to know their state, and they have to make decisions. And I think the president was very wise to get this stuff decentralized. Now, there are things the federal government can do. The federal government can close the border. The federal government can say, uh, we are not going to allow people uh, to come in here who have diseases. The federal government can, can acquire resources and then get them to the states. I mean, if you look, for example, at New York City when it was at its worst state, uh, President Trump was pouring resources into the state. And as a result, by the time they got done, they had really very dramatically improved things in a way uh, that people would not have thought possible. And I think that's a real tribute to the American ability uh, to go out and do these things. And I think that the president in that sense was, was uh, wisely participating uh, where he had to. But at the same time, he wants the mayor, he wants the governor, he wants local community leaders he wants all of them to be engaged in uh, saving their own community. Uh, I think that's so important for us to keep in mind is just that it is going to happen at the state and the local. The community level is really where we have to get things done. Uh, and I appreciate I appreciated the fact that uh, Speaker Gingrich, who has you know sat uh, there in session in the uh, House of Representatives, has been in big meetings in, in Washington, D.C. and around the world, to say that, you know, this is actually, there are some good things coming out of this. This is the first time that we've had a significant challenge of this nature where the federal government hasn't just taken over everything and that it can be done through federalism. It can be done on a state-by-state, location-by-location basis uh, to move things forward. And that led us to a, a conversation about civil society uh, and things happening right here in the state of Utah. We talked about uh, Project Protect uh, these five million masks that are being sewn and and uh, uh, manufactured here in the state of Utah by a volunteer army. I mean, it is an extraordinary thing that on a Tuesday morning, ten thousand people can go pick up kits uh, and sew one hundred masks by Saturday and bring them back. And there's a million masks. That's un. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, I shared that with uh, Speaker Gingrich, and he had some additional thoughts in terms of what civil society means and how we need to leverage it moving forward. I think that's an important part of what makes America so unique. It's something that a French observer, de Tocqueville, wrote about in the 1830s. Uh, he said, you know, America is not just government and it's not just business. It is also going to be a country where people organize themselves voluntarily to help their own communities in a way that virtually no other country in the world does. As a result, uh, we have been in a position to uh, organize ourselves and to do things that uh, other countries have found very, very hard. 
Uh, and then finally, I wanted to get to, uh, again, there there are 535 representatives in Washington between the House and the Senate. And currently, the House is not in session. The Senate has just come back. It's uh, They're kind of feeling their way along in terms of what they can do and what they should do. And so I wanted to know Speaker Gingrich's idea or thoughts in terms of what should Congress be doing? What should the American people be expecting out of members of Congress? First of all, they should get back to realizing that Congress at its best is a collection of committees and that each of those committees can be doing serious work. I mean, you could have people looking seriously at the Chinese and what happened with the virus and where did it come from and what does that mean. You could have uh, people looking at the whole process of of these phony uh, estimates that we get uh, because it's it's the same pattern. Uh, you You get from the computer what you put into the computer. Uh, and so you can rig the game. And, and these people had, had an enormous, devastating impact when the Imperial College analysis came out and said 500,000 Britons and 2.2 2. 2 million Americans could die. Well, that, that set the stage for a very radical position. So the Congress ought to be looking into that. Congress should also be looking into how do we bring all of the health care production back to the U.S.? Mm. That would be an example of something very important. It shouldn't all be based on McConnell and, and uh, Schumer and McCarthy and Pelosi. There, there are another you know, 535 members of the House and Senate. They all have work to do. I, I love that, and I, I would uh, emphasize that one in a significant way. There are 535 members of Congress, uh, but all too often everything is decided in a room with four out of those 535 members of Congress. And that is part of the problem, is that we don't have enough members of Congress, uh, as Speaker Gingrich said, in using their ability in committees to do meaningful work, not just hold hearings, not just to get social media sound bites and race to microphones, but to do meaningful work in their committees, to move things forward. And whether that's investigating Uh, how things have rolled out in terms of the response to coronavirus, whether that's uh, looking at uh, what we're manufacturing overseas in terms of our our healthcare uh, products uh, and a host of other things. Uh, There are there is work to be done in Washington, D.C., and we need to demand and expect our members of Congress to actually do it and not abdicate their power and authority uh, to those four leaders uh, that are there on both sides of the aisle uh, in the House and in the Senate. And then finally, uh, I asked the speaker, what's the, what's the therefore what? Uh, what's, what should we be doing next? What should we be looking for as a country? I hope they realize that this is going to pass, that uh, we're, we're Americans, we can create an amazingly good future, and that uh, the challenge to us is to go out and do it. Uh, America was created by people of enormous courage who came from all over the world, who pursued dreams, who are willing to work hard, take risks, and constantly learn. Again, that's uh, my interview uh, this morning with uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, uh, live from Rome, Italy, where he is stationed at the moment. He's been there for the duration of the uh, coronavirus outbreak. Uh, If you want to hear the full interview with uh, Speaker Gingrich, you can do that on our Therefore What podcast, and you can pick that up and uh, dive into that. There's really some fascinating things. A unique thinker, a real visionary, really uh, an ideas person, uh, ideas person is <laughs> how I would frame that. Uh, a lot of good information there. You can find that again on the Therefore What podcast. All right, time to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about our entrepreneurs and business owners. Stay with us on KSL.
a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.